This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Offense Rookie of the Year is Kyler Murray. This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Jackson Jackson himself. Look at him dart back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. He is Houdini. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes with a rope. Chiefs are Super Bowl champions here in Miami. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established the Past podcast presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I am your host, Blake Lovell. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back for uh, the most exciting time of the week as we make our picks for week four in the NFL. And, uh, man, it's it's almost hard to believe that we're at week four at this point. Um, but uh, we have finally gotten there, Dylan, as uh, we move into, uh, I guess, you know, a a quarter of the season to this point. And, uh, it's it's strange to think about because it's just sort of like I don't know even in a year like this though like everything kind of runs together but uh, it is hard to believe we we finally uh, reached week four here and uh, as we know uh, there will be a week four without uh, at least for us recording as of right now um, without two NFL teams uh, playing because uh, the Titans and the Steelers game has been postponed until later in the mm-hmm. season. Yeah, I liked uh, Mike Tomlin's response where he said we don't literally like we don't care that <laughs> yeah. the, this happened and. I mean, base, a lot of teams obviously would rather their bye weeks be in the middle of the season. It sounds like now where the Steelers, I think they were week eight. Now they're probably going to have a game that week, whether it's the Ravens game getting moved back or something. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it worked out pretty well for the Niners, at least. I think last year they had a week four bye, and they ended up going 13-3 and three or 14-2. and two. So, yeah. you know, some teams, it, it's, you know, it's all just a matter of your mindset. And obviously we know with this season there's going to be a lot of weird things that happen. So yep. it's got to roll with the punches. And at least the Steelers, obviously, having no no cases themselves. And not, it's not their, uh, not that it's the Titans' fault, but, you know, it is what happened with Tennessee there. Uh, that's caused this game to be delayed, but you got to like Pittsburgh's response to it at least so far. Yep, you do. And uh, I know, in a a less serious note, fantasy owners everywhere, myself included, yeah. <laughs> are scrambling right now because <laughs> I I think one of the people like you know you put your your waiver wires in, and somehow in our and then our our work league, 
Steven Guskowski was still there uh, on the kicker front, so I was like, oh, this is great. And so I picked him up, and I'm thinking, oh, this is a big boost going into the season after uh, Falcons kicker, Aku, he got injured. So I was like, oh, this is going to be wonderful. Well, and now Guskowski's not playing, and so I had to go out and get, uh, what's the guy's name, Reggie Bullock from the Bengals? I'm all in on the Bengals, man. I'm just, give me everything on the Bengals. (laughs) Uh, So I got him, and then, of course, in another league, I've got the Steelers defense. I'm having to scramble there. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, We knew it was going to be. Like, we knew this season was going to be different, and uh, we've seen that now. Obviously, with the game being postponed, uh, and we will see if any other games uh, get postponed at some point during the season. Uh, as we said, I mean, it's it's not something that would probably surprise at this point just based on uh, how things have unfolded. But let's get into our picks for the week. Uh, we're going to try to continue our impressive streak when it comes to the betting locks. Uh, I say this every week, but I'm not as confident with mine this week. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if that confidence goes up uh, in a minute. But we're going to start with our game of the week, and I think for a second week in a row now, we're both picking the same game, and it just felt like it was probably the most obvious one. There really wasn't a whole lot of other options uh, when you look at some of these games, maybe compared to recent weeks. But we did go with the Patriots at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are seven-point favorites in this one. Of course, the Chiefs are coming off of a huge win against the Ravens. Uh, they look pretty dominant in that game. And now for the Patriots, they will try to get their, their momentum going here as well. They beat the Raiders. Uh, but uh, for me, Dylan, I mean, it's just, I think we probably said this after the Ravens game or in our previous episode, until somebody beats the Chiefs, I'm just, I'm not picking against the Chiefs. There's just, there's no way you can do it. Like, they just look like a team right now that I don't know how you beat them. And as we kind of teased on the last episode, if the Patriots don't beat them here, uh, there are not a lot of uh, teams on that remaining schedule that look like that they're going to even maybe be teams that, that could beat this team uh, the way they're mm-hmm. playing right now. Yeah, obviously the game of the week, as you said, like obviously last week, Page or uh, Chiefs uh, Ravens was going to be our game of the week, just because how could it not be? But at least there were some contenders. I'm excited for a lot of these games, but this is pro- yeah, this game easily stuck out as the best one. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs it doesn't really matter where they're playing. I feel like at this point, as we just saw what they did in Baltimore, but I do think it helps them a bit to be at home here. It is going to be, I think, a real contrast of styles. We're talking about. Uh, the Chiefs, obviously, with their number one pass offense, DVOA-wise, not running the ball too well. And on the flip side, New England has thrown the ball pretty well, but they have the number one rushing offense, DVOA, which give, you think that might give them a chance against Kansas City. The Chiefs' defense, we've talked them up a bit, but they're still ranking towards the bottom um, in run defense efficiency. So I do believe New England's probably, if you have uh, any of those running backs, I know it's really hard in New England to stick with those guys in fantasy because you never know who's going to get the hot hand. But we kind of saw last week uh, Belichick, what they did against Oakland, they really stuck to the ground game. And I feel like they're going to probably try to do that early at least. Obviously, yeah. we know that doesn't really always work out too well <laughs> against the Chiefs because they end up uh, loading up the score. And as you mentioned, yeah, just at this point, really can't pick against Kansas City with how <laughs> well they're playing and how well they've kind of looked on both sides. Until they lose, I won't probably consider picking against them again. I learned my lesson last week. Yeah, I think that's uh, the best way to do it right now. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that approach because, again, they are the defending champs and they look like the best team in the NFL at this point, so why pick against them? Uh, There's no reason to at this point, but we'll see if the Patriots can work some of their magic and find a way to win this game. Uh, And now we move to our favorite part of this episode, always, uh, our betting locks. And as we have said, and we've not tried to brag too much because we know at some point we're going to get some of these wrong. Uh, However, Dylan, we're combined 6-0 to start the season on our betting locks and uh we have to say i mean we've we've been on a pretty impressive streak here but 
I, I, it's crazy because I think I feel more confident about your pick this week than I do mine, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad <laughs> thing. Uh, but uh, we we will start with yours uh, because this is one that I really almost went to because I just think this the opposition is just a bad team, uh, and we have a very angry team here uh, based on how their game unfolded last week. So. Uh, I guess uh, you can unveil yours first just because I I don't know. I, I want to pick the same one, but I'm going to stick with the one uh, that, that I already had in my mind. So we'll, we'll let you go first, though. Yeah, I'm picking the Rams to cover a really, really big 13-point <laughs> spread. I just The Giants are ranking 30th in DVOA in pass defense. Their offense is near the is at the bottom in all of offense for DVOA. And I just the Rams right now, number one offense efficiency. Their defense has struggled a bit, but I do think they get a matchup with an offensive line that that is just not <laughs> too good for the Giants. <laughs> I think that's the one thing the Rams have really struggled with is rushing the passer. I think it doesn't really matter what you do against Aaron Donald in this game. I just think the other matchups that these guys that have struggled against better offensive lines early in the season for the Rams are gonna have a good game here. And I just you know, 13 points is big, and I under, I feel like that it makes sense, and it, it, I could see why you don't push that a little bit higher, even though I do, uh, as a, you know, just in terms of getting bets in. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like that Patriots-Dolphins game last year. I think that was the largest spread we've seen in years, and it was like 18 points. I mean, we're approaching that, and I, if it had been a point higher, I might not have picked it. I just, I like, I, I just feel like the Rams are probably going to win by a couple touchdowns. I don't think they're going to be able to keep them out of the end zone. The Giants are probably going to turn the ball over a bit. I, I also like the over in this game. I think we said it was 48 points. I just, yeah. I think uh, you you kind of joked that the Rams might score that themselves. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> I do think the Giants will find a, a way to score some points. I just think the Rams are probably going to put up a pretty ugly number on them. Well, I, I if you remember back to our previous episode, I, we, I teased it at the end. I was like, all right, I real, feel really good about this one pick. And, of course, as we've gone along, my confidence in this pick has gotten worse and worse, and yet the spread has stayed the exact same. Uh, with the Bucks, our seven-point favorites at home against the Chargers. So for a second straight week, I'm going back to the Bucks here because they didn't fail me last week against the Broncos. Now, the Chargers are a better team than the Broncos, I think, at this point. So that does make it a little bit concerning. However, I think we saw the Chargers sort of take a step back last week in that home loss against the Panthers. Now they've got to go cross-country uh, to play an early game against the Bucks, who have a lot of momentum. The Bucks' defense has gotten better, as we know. Justin yeah. Herbert, still the quarterback. I think this could be one of those games where you see him make some mistakes, possibly early, that really get them in a bit of a hole. And just because, I mean, we've talked about the Chargers' defense. It is a unit that's still capable of, of doing some things, but I just think that the Bucks are maybe starting to figure some things out in terms of where they want to be. Um, and the fact that uh, I just looked it up and uh, the Chargers are 2-7-1 against the spread in the last 10 games. So give me the bucks here uh, <laughs> when it comes to uh, making my betting lock of the week. Although, as I say every single week, I'm not 100% confident about this one, but I do feel pretty good about it, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure about the over-under in this game. Uh, let's see what it's at. It was at 42.5. That is a weird kind of number, man. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, you, you think that should be an over, but I really do think it's going to be kind of low scoring because Tampa Bay's defense, as you mentioned, yeah, they're second in DVOA right now. They've absolutely been dominant uh, to start this season. They have played some pretty porous offenses, and I, but I do think against a rookie quarterback here, they're going to probably eat. I think Tampa Bay's offense, as we've talked about early on, kind of struggled, figured out, 
some of the kinks in there still have some, but I, you, you saw the flashes at that points last week where they started to kind of burst out and you really see what they're capable of. The Chargers have a good defense, uh, but I, I just think with uh, what they're going to do is, you know, with Tom getting the, a lot of short of those short passes out, not letting Joey Bosa and let, letting those pass rushers for the Chargers make a huge difference. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. That's part of why, like, I wasn't positive about the picking them to over the spread. Like I could see them winning. I, I feel like they'll definitely win by at least seven. So maybe the worst case scenario, we, yeah. we might get a push here. Maybe we will in the Rams <laughs> game too, but I, I feel confident. I picked the Bucks to win as well. I do think likely they'll still win by more than seven. It's just, yeah, I, I could see the Chargers defense at least keeping it somewhat close, but uh, also on the same uh, token, I could see with Herbert out there, we saw him kind of obviously after his first showing week two looked so good yeah. last week, not so much. I, I could see Tampa Bay's defense forcing some turnovers and scoring some points themselves. Definitely think that's an amazing fantasy play on defense this week. Bucks defense much better than the Panthers defense. Um, so <laughs> I think that that gives you some confidence. And I mean, look at the Chargers. There are three games this year. They've lost by a combined. I want to say they lost by three to the Bengals. They or they beat the Bengals by three, and then they yeah. lost to the Chiefs right. by three, um, and then they lost the Panthers by five. So every game's been close. But mm. I, I just tend to think that this is. I don't want to say this is their biggest test of the season, but but actually may be because that Chiefs game was at home. And so I think, I know, even without the fans, like it, it still feels like it's a situation, though, where you're playing at home. You're not having to, to do the travel and all this other stuff. So um, I I will pick the Bucks here and say they're going to win by at least a touchdown. Uh, and then next week, whew, Chargers at the Saints. So Justin Herbert's going to get uh, introduced here pretty quickly uh, in yeah. terms of uh, if he's the quarterback next week as well. Uh, so these are two pretty tough games uh, back-to-back here for them. And then uh, they get to come back to reality and play the Jets. So uh, it's a nice reward after you, you play these next two games on the road. But uh, speaking of which, uh, how did we get here? How did the Jets get where they were? How did I get to my upset pick of the week? <laughs> that That's the real question because I have no idea why and how i've gotten to this point here on this podcast but i am actually going to do this and i'm actually going to pick the <laughs> chicago bears to be four and oh on the season and, and i have no idea how i even got to this point of doing so but they are two point underdogs at home against the colts i like the colts i think the colts are a good team but at the same time it's just it's one of those where you get it in your mind you're like okay I, I really, I mean, the Colts have to win this game, right? And then you're thinking, okay, what's actually going to happen? And it's that because you feel so confident in one of these teams being very bad and thinking that there's no way the Bears can continue this and win another game, that's when you're like, it's the George Costanza thing, where it's like you do the opposite. And so you're like, all right, well, that's probably what's going to happen. So I I don't know, man. It's just, it's weird. It, it's weird, weird, weird. But I am going to actually pick the Bears here because I just get a sense that they're going to win this game. And I don't want to say that hopefully I'm wrong because I, I'm not rooting against anyone here. But the Bears being 4-0, and man, I don't, I don't know that I could even fathom that at this point. I, I don't know. What's the, I wonder what the, the worst record is for a team that started 4-0. And I would no. be curious to see if the Bears can match it. I'm just kidding. I do think the Bears are actually got a shot for a wild card <laughs> spot because of this good start, even yeah. if it's been a bit against poorer teams and – gotten some luck here and there but there's still victories i i think the colts are going to win this game i almost made this my luck but i have that same concern because <laughs> i did pick the bears to beat the falcons last week that was more about the falcons than the bears yeah. um and i i kind of have that same feeling with that raiders saints game i've had these like feelings of games where i'm like i should be an easy pick but then it's not and i have that feeling here i just am a little too confident with the colts defense has shown the last two weeks i know Foles is out there 
But, man, they, they have the number one pass defense DVOA through three weeks. Obviously, it's always fluctuating still early in the year. But, man, I, I just have a hard time seeing the Bears putting up too many points. The Bears' defense has responded well, but they're not. And, but we, as we talked about kind of in the last podcast, their secondary and their pass defense has been great. Run defense, their 20th in efficiency. I, I think, yeah, for us. two point spread is probably makes sense because of kind of the way that the Colts are going to approach this game. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. What do we got here for this over under uh, 43? Yeah, there you go, man. So yeah. I think the Colts will win. I just, I have a little too much confidence in what they can do up front with their offensive line withstanding the, the pressure that the bears are going to bring in on the flip side. I just don't think, I just don't have enough confidence for this bears uh, offense to score as many points as they have in some of these previous week, weeks against teams like the, the Falcons and the lions that just really don't have good defenses. This game started as a pick them. And uh, then the money went towards uh, the Colts, so I will go the opposite. So and, go yep, the other way, yeah. That's what right. you're supposed to do. So uh, I will go the opposite, and I will <laughs> pick the Bears. So uh, there you go. There's your betting lesson for the day. Uh, take a look at the at how it starts and where the money goes, and then go the other way. So there you go. Um, all right, now we got to get to yours, Dylan. Uh, this is one that we, I think. Oh. Let's see. I'm looking at all of our games here. Oh, never mind. You've you've switched another one of your picks. Here we go, yes, as usual. I was going to say, <laughs> these are actually the only two games that we're picking different, but no, we got another one to get to here in a sec. Uh, all right, but this one, you know, this is another one where I, I don't know. Like, I, these two games to me feel somewhat similar in that the Colts and the Bears, I have no idea what to expect here. Vikings and Texans, no clue what, what we're going to get because the Vikings yep. have been bad. The Texans have been bad at times. Um, but I am, I'm going to pick the Texans. They are the favorites here, four and a half points at home, but you are going to pick the Vikings to get there for what, what a world this is. I am picking the bears yeah. to move to four and O oh, and I am picking the Vikings to move to oh and four <laughs> and I picked the Vikings to win this division. There you go. I think that shows that, you know, and overall, just with these picks with the Vikings too and other weeks, I think we've admitted, like, at least we're not sticking by just a, a division pick with, yeah. uh, with how we pick week to week. We can see, you know, we're watching these games. We're looking at the stats. We're looking at everything. We're not going to just stick to teams that clearly are not showing up. Although <laughs> in this case, I am picking the Vikings to win uh, because I needed an upset. <laughs> it's a big reason for yeah. it. And I just have a hard time, a little harder time seeing them dropping to 0-4. I know the Texans have played really good teams and that's the that's the thing that scares me a bit with my pick here is i feel like houston is probably i don't know how much more battle tested you could be than playing the steelers the uh ravens and the chiefs in your first three games so i, I feel like houston yeah an offense that they're going to feel a lot better against this minnesota defense which has been so disappointing they've had a lot of turnover and i think when i made the division pick there i really did not take into account how big of an impact all of the turnover on the front seven was going to have on them yeah um, and even at corner two so man it's it hasn't been that pretty for them on, on on defense i just feel like the vikings offense has a little more to offer Man, I don't know. It's it's a really this game is such a coin flip, and that's kind of why I was like, all right, this is a four and a half point spread. I would, even though I'm picking Minnesota to win as my upset of the week, I'd feel more confident just picking them to cover the spread. I feel like this is a field goal game one way or the other. Um, so at least for an upset pick, if that's what 
you yeah. know, if you want to have a chance to win a little bit more money, there you go on a four and a half point spread. So yep. not the not the most confident uh, upset pick that you've heard either <laughs> of us make, but I'm going to go stick with it here. No, this is, this is a weird week of games. I'm telling you right now, you, you go into some of these games and you just know some weeks you're like, all right, this could be a weird week, I think, with some of these results. And so even though we're picking a lot of these the same, I think this is there's a lot of volatility this week when it comes to some of these games just because I think there are some – I don't know. They're just some some wacky matchups in some of these, so uh, we'll see. But uh, speaking of wacky matchups, we're going to drag out the ads as long as we can this week uh, for this episode because uh, maybe we don't have to get to the next game. But uh, before we do, we're going to talk about uh, our friends over at DoorDash because uh, you've counted on restaurants, and now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door, Ordering is easy. You just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. You can choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory, and many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way to you. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off your $5 off uh, your first delivery here, zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the promo code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word, for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. And let's talk about our friends at Pepsi. Uh, Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. Again, Dylan and I included. But instead of entering the NFL, we've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. And yes, that could mean, uh, for people like us, uh, finding as many Pepsis as possible to uh, watch this Broncos and Jets game that we're about to talk about. Uh, We may need uh, a lot of them uh, to get through that, because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi is made for football watching. All right, Dylan. We had to get here. I mean, at this point, I, I want to just make up some other stuff. Like, we just make up our own product, and we'll just plug that for a while. But we can't. We actually have to get to this Broncos-Jets game. And for the first time in the history of this podcast, we're on episode 105. I am putting a timer on right now. We have 30 seconds each to talk about this Broncos-Jets game because uh, this Thursday night matchup is uh, – We were look, we, last week we talked about the Jags and the Dolphins. This is worse. Like, this is a worse game. Um, And this is, I don't know, like, we could probably go back and look at some of these Thursday night matchups, but this is a brutal game right here. Um, And look, it's, I get it. Jets have had injuries. Broncos have had injuries. But at the same time, whoo, this is, uh, this should be a game. So here we go. Your 30 seconds start now. Yeah, I might have to add a little something to my Pepsi for this to get through this game, honestly. <laughs> so I, I'm picking the Jets here to win mostly oh. because their defense. Yeah, I know I really didn't want to pick them all season. Like, I really felt good about that. But their defense at least has a good – they have a good run defense. They're facing a quarterback that I don't think has really seen the field too much. Brett <laughs> right in. So, man, I don't – dude, I, I, it honestly came down to that. The fact that I would have picked the Broncos if Driscoll was starting, that's all you need to know about this game. But I'm picking the Jets to somehow eke out a win. 28 seconds. Beautiful. 
Uh, the Broncos are averaging 15 points per game. The Jets are averaging 12.3 points per game, uh, 30th and 32nd in the yeah. NFL. So if you're looking for points, if you are starting a bunch of people in this game at Fantasy, which uh, yours truly is somehow starting Melvin Gordon in one of his leagues, uh, good luck because uh, this is not going to be a fun game. And if you thought the presidential debate was bad, uh, good luck with this one because I, 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 I worry about this game. Although we've seen before, some of these Thursday night games surprise us. I don't know that I feel that way with this one. I just don't think it's going to be very pretty. I'm going to pick the Broncos, uh, and I just have zero confidence in either one of these teams right now. Uh, Broncos 8-3 and three against the spread in the last 11 games, so I'll, I'll go with that. All right, let's please hurry back here and get to the Saints and the Lions. Okay. The Saints are four-point favorites at the Lions. Um, this is another one that we I know we'll talk about in a second in terms of the the over here or the over-under mm-hmm. in this game. It's very high, but this this does look like a sort of the opposite of that Broncos-Jets game in terms of uh, this could be quite a shootout. We saw the Lions get a really good win uh, against the Cardinals, and now the Saints are trying to bounce back uh, after they have shown some signs of maybe not being mm-hmm. exactly what we thought they would be. Uh, so this is a this is a tricky game, and I can understand. Like, if on the surface you look at this, you're like, you know, Saints are only four point favorites here. I almost lean towards making the Lions my upset of the week because I, I there's just something with the Saints that feels off, and maybe it's the Michael Thomas thing, or maybe it's the mm-hmm. defense. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm going to pick the Saints here, but I'll tell you, I don't feel confident about it just because the Lions, uh, we saw. I mean, they they win some of those games they're not supposed to win, and I feel like this could be another one of those situations. Yeah, I. I don't, it, it's just I, I had a hard time justifying in my in my brain picking Matt Patricia <laughs> over Sean Payton. That, yeah, that was kind of right. what it ended up being the difference here. And I do think the Saints' defense is still better than what we saw against the Packers last week. They're still they didn't really fall down the DVOA uh, rankings that far, given how many points they gave up. It was more a credit to how you know how explosive, how incredible this Packers offense is. So yeah, I think they'll. It's, it's still a tough offense we've seen from what Detroit can do, as we talked about before the season leading up to it with Stafford and when he's in there, how different they are. Yeah. I just I think the Saints are still going to put up some big points. I think Detroit's defense they 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 forced some turnovers last week, but I would. I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to confuse Drew the same way you did with Kyler. Obviously, Kyler's arm talent at this point and his career compared to, to Breeze is much different. Um, but I, yeah, I just have a really hard time seeing picking the Lions, man. And I think yeah. up front on both sides of the ball, that would be the difference too. I think the Saints are just better. Yeah, it's, like I said, I, I don't trust the Lions at all. I just I, with all the points, you, I guess you never know in a game like this. Yeah. Uh, but it, it could be one of the more entertaining games of the weekend. For sure, Cardinals at the Panthers. This could be another one that puts that you see a lot of points from because uh, we uh-huh. know both offenses. Uh, Cardinals coming off that loss to the Lions, and the Panthers coming off that uh, I don't want to say surprising win, but but I guess it was a little bit in terms of going out beating the Chargers uh, after the Chargers had played so well against the Chiefs. Cardinals are three point favorites in this one. I'll pick the Cardinals here. Um, I you know it's one of those things where when a team puts that doubt into your mind, you you always go back to it. And I think after that Lions game. I, I'm like, all right, should I really be you know, thinking about this Cardinals team again? And are they about to start sputtering and going backwards? <laughs> I still think they find a way to win this game, but uh, my confidence obviously nowhere near what it was uh, before they lost that game to the Lions. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm i still picking the Cardinals too. I, I think initially I'd put in the Panthers and I flipped it. I just, I, I really don't think the Panthers still are that good on defense. And I know like I, the, the Cardinals played a pretty bad defense last week and still didn't put up a ton of points i just have a little more confidence in them at this point it, it's a weird game though the, the three-point favorite or you know road favorite going yeah. to the playing an early game we've talked about that we 
Uh, but we've seen teams uh, so far early this year. The Raiders won, obviously, when they're three-point favorites, I believe, in Carolina. The Rams won a game against the Eagles early in the morning as an yeah. underdog. So, it, it, I don't know. It's I just feel a little bit better about where Arizona is. I don't. I feel like they still should have won that game against the Lions. They, it was really those turnovers, those interceptions in the second half where they kind of sputtered out. I don't know if Carolina is going to force as many of those. And I think it might come down a little bit to Arizona not doing what they necessarily want to do, and that's running the ball. We talk about Carolina being one of the worst uh, run defenses in the NFL. Arizona, while we think about them as just amazing, having the chance to be an amazing pass offense with all the weapons they have in Kyler and that system, they're 25th in pass offense DVOA, 7th run, running the ball. They need to run the ball more. And I said that that was you know one of the things the Chargers, when they lost to the Panthers last week, was they really just, when they got down by like 10 points, they just did not stick to what was working I think Arizona has to do that to win this game. We'll see if uh, Cliff Kingsbury switches up his uh, mentality just a bit here and does, you know, what the great coaches do, which is <laughs> uh, changing their game plan based on the opponent. Yep, we'll see. Uh, that could be an offensive uh, showcase there with those. We could also see the same in the next game. So even though we talk about some of these games, maybe, uh, you know, being ones that they could be a little ugly, it seems like we've talked about some of those games thus far, but we've got a streak here uh, going. And the Jags and the Bengals, this is easy. A second, yes. second best game of the week. Got to be. Um, because the Bengals are a team that's coming off of that big tie against the Eagles. And <laughs> I think, <laughs> listen, I, I'm still on the Bengals train. I'm picking them to win here. They're three-point favorites. Uh, but this is another one of those where it's like you just sort of go in expecting just wackiness in a game like this because you could see Gardner Minshew throwing for six touchdowns and mm-hmm. the, the Jags scoring 50. You could see the same maybe for the Bengals where Burrow does the same thing. And, and this just could be that, again, another one of those games that just – it's kind of all over the place, uh, but I, I just feel like that the Bengals are, are a team that's, we've said it before, like they feel like we've seen them be very competitive this year. I mean, even that game against the Eagles, it was a tie. Um, you know, they battle back against the Browns. I know they lost mm. that opening week game against the Chargers, but it does feel like they're getting better and better. And so, meanwhile, the Jags, as we know, uh, pretty much laid an egg last week against the Dolphins. <laughs> so I'm going to take the Bengals here. Uh, I think the Bengals find a way to win it. Yeah, it's a – it's a tough one. I picked the Bengals. I, I feel like Joe Burrow is going to have a, a pretty fun game against Jacksonville's secondary, which ranks last in DVOA uh, and past defense as a team. And so, yeah, in my other league, it has shorter benches. I, I picked up Burrow. I'm <laughs> benching Tom Brady to play him against them. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that works out for me. But, man, I, I I still have a hard time, though, that even though they laid an egg, as you mentioned last week, Jacksonville's still ranking top 10 in efficiency on offense. I, I feel like that uh, – I have a – you know – like early in the year, we, we they looked really good, probably better than they really were. And last week, I think they looked a lot worse than they really are. So I, I feel like they're still going to have an easy time scoring. So it, man, it's it's a really tough pick for me. I don't think the Bengals' defense like played great last week. I think Philly's just bad. So uh, I'm picking the Bengals. A little more faith maybe in Joe Burrow, but. Man, I, I feel like this is a coin flip. And honestly, yeah, I, w- I really wish this was the Thursday night game. Uh, for all the complaints about the, yes. the last two weeks, I mean, Browns-Bengals was a lot of fun, I thought. And yep. even Jaguars-Dolphins, at least there's, like, you know, offensive potential and some fun things happening, whereas, yeah, as we already mentioned, with Broncos-Jets, I just, I think that game's for the Twitter content. That's about it. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this, this episode of the podcast is going to get played on loop if this Broncos-Jets game <laughs> turns around and becomes, like, the game of the week or something. Uh, because we're really throwing, you know, a lot of – a lot of stuff with them right now, but uh, we'll see. We, we may be wrong, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to be in that game. Um, here's a, here's an interesting one. The Browns at the Cowboys. Two teams that uh, yeah. right now, uh, here's your, your betting fact for this one. 
The Browns are 1-5 against the spread in the last six games. The Cowboys are 1-5 against the spread in their last six games. So <laughs> something's got to give here when it comes to these two teams. Cowboys are 4.5-point favorites at home. Because they are at home, I'm picking the Cowboys. I just, even though, as I've said, I, I've picked the Browns you know, before the season mm-hmm. as kind of that surprise team. But I still don't trust the Browns uh, at this point. I just don't. Um, and I, I mean, look, I, I picked the Cowboys to make the Super Bowl, and I can't say mm-hmm. that I completely trust, trust the Cowboys either. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I do think the Cowboys are the better team, and while I think this is going to be close, I, I still think that they're again they're the better team, and they should find a way to win. Yeah, we for the Browns is yeah we we talked about our optimism for them, but they still only have wins. It's only you know week four here, but they have their two wins are against the Bengals and Washington. It's not yeah. like they've really beaten anyone, and I guess you could make the argument at this point Dallas isn't exactly. Uh, you know anyone to be that afraid of but they did almost come back and beat the Seahawks who we consider is one of the best teams in the NFL at least on offense so man I yeah I'm picking Dallas too this I feel like this will be a really fun game I'm hoping for it to be a fun game and not just like sloppy like we've seen these two teams play at certain points um, but I, yeah, I just think Dallas is better. Like they should win, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland uh, finds a way to figure it out and get a W two. So yeah, this was the, I guess the only game that I, and we, we, we kind of talked about before that we really considered as a possible other game of the week, which really shows you there aren't that many like <laughs> premier matchups in week four. No, there's not. Yeah. That does probably would have been the second or third best option. We'll probably get to another one here uh, at the end that probably would have been in there, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think it's uh, Cowboys should win this game. Speaking of uh, teams that should win, I think the Seahawks should win at the Dolphins. They're six and a half point favorites in this one. Uh, it's, mm. it's interesting to think like I didn't pick this one over uh, the Bucks and Chargers, my lock of the week, because you know Seahawks winning by a touchdown. I don't think would surprise anyone here, but I don't know, man. We, we've said it like with a lot of these games this week, you've got teams traveling all the way across the country, and I just sometimes those games you just and Dolphins games yeah. in general, like Dolphins games in general, as we've seen. They can be a little, you know, wild sometimes. So, I, I, I mean, the Seahawks should win this game. They should win it by double digits, probably. Uh, I'll pick them to win here, but uh, there was just something about this game that I was like, I don't know that I should make this my lock of the week, just because we've we've seen the Dolphins do stuff like this sometimes, and we've also seen the Seahawks have some of those games sometimes. Yeah. Not not this season, but we we've seen them have some of those games over the years where it's like okay we we think they're the super bowl team and then all of a sudden they come out and they just have one of those games i'm not saying it's going to be this one but i i don't know like i'm not 100 percent confident about it yeah i'm not i'm not, they've also won all of their games except for the first week one that ended up late scoring to make it a two-score game but the other games they won by five points and six or yeah. seven points so they've all been pretty close games the one thing I think we should have made our betting lock is this is an over. I think it's at 54, and I just looked at the the Seahawks games this season are a total of 63 points, 65 points, 69 mm. points. So they're, I mean, their games are. <laughs> if you want, if you love points, if you love fantasy football, the Seahawks are the team to watch for you. I think yeah, Miami as bad as they are on defense, worse than DVOA. They're right in the middle of the pack and pretty pretty good throwing the ball 12th in uh, efficiency so far I, I can see them putting up a, mount, a good amount of points that's why yeah I, I would not feel good about making this a lock um, just because man I I feel like there's just going to be so many points I think the Dolphins will make it close-ish like closer than you might think going into it I think Seattle still wins by probably a touchdown still covers but man I 
I, I do not feel confident that Seattle is going to blow Miami out because, as we keep talking about, their defense is not – the Seattle defense really has not looked good either. 29th in efficiency uh, with their pass defense. Yeah, it's a nice little parlay addition here. The, the total has hit the over in four of the Seahawks' last five games. So there you go. <laughs> add, add it to the parlay. Uh, put, you know, put a dollar in. All of this betting advice, just go back through the entire episode, <laughs> add, them, add them all into one parlay and see uh, if it if it works out for you. So I remember what was it, maybe last season – you had a guy that basically just went through, I think, every week, and he did a – I guess he just picked the winners on every single NFL game. And yeah. he nailed it one week, and it was like, I don't know how – we won a crazy amount of money. So yeah. uh, not, not a bad <laughs> idea. Just throw throw down five cents, and you, you may be set on that. All right, Ravens at the uh, – Ravens at the Washington football team. Uh, <laughs> the Ravens are 13-point favorites in this one. I, I don't know. Like, this game is just – it's going to be – I can't see Washington doing anything here uh, to the point mm-hmm. of, of making this. I mean, Chase Young's injured. Um, yep. You know, they've had injuries on that, that defensive line too. I just think the Ravens come back with a vengeance here. And I, I you know, I could see the Ravens winning this thing by three touchdowns. So I almost, I almost wonder why I didn't make this my lock of the week, but uh, maybe you, you think, you know, Ron Rivera <laughs> may be able to try to figure some things out to slow the Ravens down. Uh, but I just think the Ravens uh, probably take care of business here. Yeah, and I think they're going to be mad, too. That's yeah. the thing. I think they're going to come back after last week. They're still – their DVOA uh, defense is mostly susceptible to good passing offenses, which we know Washington does not have. They're one of the better uh, teams defending the run in Baltimore. So it's just a really bad matchup <laughs> when I look at the – like, obviously, the Ravens are way better. But just, like, in every, like – um, like, efficiency stat, they're just so much better in, like, the areas that Washington's bad and then – areas where Washington has been pretty good. They've been really good at rushing the passer, but obviously you mentioned uh, uh, Chase Young possibly with his injury. They still haven't had a really good run defense. The Ravens, I I just see them eating on the ground. This might be a week. I know Dobbins hasn't gotten as uh, as many carries as you might want as a fantasy owner, but I feel pretty good about everyone in that Ravens backfield contributing this game. I think it's one of those games where you look at the total yards. They're averaging like seven yards on the ground, running the ball like 38 times and still winning by a few touchdowns. I feel like it's what the kind of the theme of a lot of the games we saw last uh, season for Baltimore. Yeah, uh, that should be a, a Ravens win. We'll see, but it should be. Uh, Bills, the Raiders. Bills are three-point favorites in this one. I, I don't know. Like this is another one where it's just like you feel like something – with this mm-hmm. game, there's just I was not confident enough to pick the Bills, you know, as a lock or anything with this one. I, I think they'll win, but maybe I'm still just not completely jumping on the Bills bandwagon for some reason. But Josh Allen's looked really good. Um, you know, the Raiders did not play well last week against the Patriots, and if we think the Bills are maybe still better than the Patriots, then that should mean a, a Bills win here. Uh, man, I mean, it's just man, it's just the, the offense with the with the Bills is just something right now. Yep. Uh, both these offenses are in the top 10 in, in points per game. Uh, thir- the Bills are averaging 31. Uh, the Raiders are averaging 29.3. Yep. So maybe this is another one that uh, gets a little bit of a, a high-scoring uh, affair here, and uh, that's why the over-under is set at 52. So we'll see. It's kind of a weird game in terms of, yeah, Buffalo especially. Like their defense, obviously it's early in the year. They have a long time to rebound, but they're down in – the bottom court, uh, quarter of the league in efficiency on defense, especially against the run. So, I mean, both these teams haven't really been great efficiency-wise running the ball, but it might be for, uh, they're playing two really bad run defenses. So I, I wouldn't feel confident about that 53 um, uh, over in this one, even though these teams have been high scoring. I just feel like there's something about this game that's going to end up in a game in the 20s uh, either way. I, yeah, it is a weird game. I 
the Bills, I still don't – I almost feel – they beat the Rams, and I almost feel less confident than they did after <laughs> the first two weeks. I thought yeah. – I don't know, man. It was. It's weird because right now I'm just worried about their defense. Obviously, Josh Allen's been amazing, and I think – uh, he, his continued progression and his ability to hit some of these throws that, uh, in past seasons, he just wasn't making an intermediate throws when he had to like kind of put a little more touch on it. I think that's a really scary prospect. I, I'm going to, yeah, picking the bills, uh, sticking to my brand here, obviously, but I, I just, I, I am a little worried about Vegas. I, I don't think, you know, they end up losing by a few scores to the Patriots, but that game again, stayed close early. I think, I, I think they have a shot for sure. I just think Buffalo is a bit better. Eagles at the Niners. The Niners, seven-point favorites in this one. Um, that's another one of those, man. It's like I've said this with all these, but consider this. The Eagles are 1-4 against the spread in the last five games. However, the Eagles are 7-1 and one against the spread in the last eight games against the 49ers. So, I... This is an. I almost thought about mm-hmm. this as a lock. Like, again, <laughs> again, we know where I'm at with the Eagles. I said if they didn't beat the Bengals... You have to you just you're done with them, uh, but even the tie like there's no confidence in the Eagles right now, and the Niners still. I mean they look they still have injury problems. We know that, but I just I can't. There's no way I can pick the Eagles in this game. Maybe this is the spot where they get a win like this and they can get them going moving forward again and, and a little bit confident with something to go off of. I don't see it though. I think the Niners win this game, and and quite frankly, I think they may win it by double digits. Yeah, I think the fact that we're this confident in Nick Mullins to beat Carson Wentz, man, what a, man. What a world it is. But I, I agree. I think the Niners are going to win because <laughs> dominate up front on both sides of the ball. Right now, yeah, even though they have had Mullins, they've still been pretty good on offense, and they've still been running the ball well, and Philly's just a mess, man. Uh, discrepancy in terms of DVOA, again, always citing this, but the Niners eighth in the NFL overall. The Phillies down at 28th. I'm sorry. Like, this this probably should have no. been our – our lock just ba- just the totality of the two teams you think about the depth of the Niners it's funny to think about you know going into last year what we thought about the Eagles and it's just obviously they've had their fair share of injuries they uh, the, the folks at NBC should have spoke to you before the season about this being a Sunday night football game because I think you could have predicted <laughs> even without the, not knowing that the Niners are gonna have all these injuries you could predict that they were going to dominate this game I don't think it's going to be pretty I won't be surprised if they, they beat the Eagles by more than seven and a lot more oh well that brings us to what a what a fitting game here. Uh, speaking of unpredictable, the Falcons at the Packers. The Packers are seven and a half point favorites in this one. Here's another one I almost considered as a lock. I just I don't know what the again we said this in our recap. I, I have no idea where the Falcons go from here. If they came out and lost this game forty nine to nothing, I wouldn't be shocked uh, because I just don't know what you do with this team at this point. The only guarantee in this game is that it's going to go over. That's what I can tell you, and I'm saying that even saying that it's 56.5 right now is the over-under, but the totals hit the over in uh, six of the last seven for the Falcons, over in the last five for the Packers. So there is all you need to know for this one. Just, I, I just There's going to be a lot of points scored here, but there's no chance I'm picking the Falcons in this game. Yeah, Packers number two offense and efficiency so far, man. I I really am worried for the Falcons secondary in that defense. But the Packers defense has been pretty bad, even efficiency wise, even yeah. taking into account who they're facing. So yeah, the over feels like a good 
that the Falcons offense, I just always worry like week to week, they might, they might end up with a ton of points and then like a, a point total of like 18 or 19 or something weird yeah. just because of them missing extra points, as you mentioned, <laughs> uh, their kicker injury. Yeah. And then also just overall, they, they seem to stall out. And I, don't, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like the Packers are going to win. I felt like making this uh, a lock too, but I, I had the same worry of uh, some of these other games you've mentioned where the team might just stick around because the defense isn't good. Green Bay kind of in that same Seattle mold at this point with how we feel or how I feel about them at least. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, Packers, my, my new NFC North champion as of week <laughs> four, uh, shout out to our podcast producer, Aiden. We have, we've oh. switched allegiances to the pack, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. You can't pick. It's, it's almost like a combination of there's not a lot of teams I'm going to pick to beat the Packers with how they're playing right now. And there's really not that many teams I'm going to pick the Falcons to beat. So there you go. Well, <laughs> you've switched your pick to the, to the Packers. Apparently I picked, I've switched to the, to the bears or something. Cause I've, <laughs> I've got the bears going four and Oh, so uh, we'll see. But, but yeah, I, I think the Packers are the, the pretty obvious choice yeah. in this game. And uh, look, if I mean, if the Falcons get destroyed here by three touchdowns or something, I don't know, man, I've, I don't know when you when you start thinking about making changes there in Atlanta, but uh, I, I don't know. It's just what a what a strange team, and uh, this could be another game that uh, they could just get. You know, I don't know. And the thing is, like, this is another one of those games where, like, I it would not shock me if this game is you know the Falcons get a thirty five to twenty lead and then end up losing thirty six <laughs> to thirty five, like because it's yep. just I don't know, man. Like so that's where both defenses are at. Both they, offenses are good. <sighs> They played know. a Monday night game a few years ago, and I'm trying to find it quickly, but I don't know if I'll be able to. But I think the final score, it was, like, exactly what you just mentioned. Like, the Falcons <laughs> were winning by a good amount. Uh, Julio Jones had, like, 200-something yards, and they still ended up losing to the Packers. Like, yeah, 34 it ended up not being quite as bad. But uh, still, <laughs> yeah, around this around this over-under of 56-and-a-half, yeah. I, I feel pretty good about that over, man. Yeah, there you go. There's your pick. Uh, we A lot of confident picks in there, a lot of ones that are not so confident, though. This is... Oh, this is this is one of those as we said to start. Like this is a this is a slate that I just I don't know, man. It's just one of those weird slates. I think with some of these games, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see what happens. But there are picks for the week, and uh, Dylan, of course, we will have lots of coverage already over at Clutch Points on all these games and uh, a lot of stuff going on right now. Playoffs and baseball. Uh, you've got uh, the NBA Finals going on. Everything happening right now over Clutch Points. Yeah, you can follow along with all of the MLB playoff games, the rest of the finals, and the NFL games that do happen in the Clutch Points app. You can read all of our NFL content in the app, uh, in the NFL section. All, each section for the MLB, NFL, NBA has the news, the scores, all the stats that you want to look up, all the playoff brackets, all that good stuff. And you can also go to ClutchPoints.com to the NFL section there for the NFL content. Search Fantasy Football for all of our fantasy content. Uh, with your picking your lineups for this weekend. I, I hope most of you don't have that many Broncos and Jets playing outside <laughs> of maybe the defenses in fantasy. So you yeah. can still uh, read all that uh, tomorrow and Friday when you'll be listening to this uh, to make some of your selections for your starters this week. Yep. You should check all that out over Clutch Points and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to any podcast app you use. You can find us on there. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire uh, for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.
All right, we talked about all our bets and uh, all the confidence we had in our picks for this week. Well, you can make your picks uh, over at Bet Online. The wait is over, football is back, and while you may not be out of game this year, you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. And you can get in on the season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So head on over to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sports book experts.